back to the Weed of Time podcast, where Golden Eyes has arrived, Loyal was in the archives, and Matt is going to need to be revived. <laughs> I'm the shame of Tarvalon, and I am here with my husband slash co-host, Dangus Khan of Tarvalon, and we are here to talk to you about the Wheel of Time. We've got spoilers for the book series and the TV show. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I really just want to make sure you know that so you can't yell at me for it later. <laughs> Yeah, I like the whole thing with the, like, intros that tie in with the episode. For yeah, this I'm is, having fun with it. This is good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's a shtick now. Yeah, it's a shtick. And it helps me figure out what my what my rhyme should be. Narrows it down. It does. It's nice to have parameters for creation sometimes. Um, okay, shy tans, lettuce, and munchies. Dang, what the fuck did you smoke? You bought so much of it at the store. Yeah, okay, hold on. Shit, where's my phone? I have a picture of it. In El Discord? No, but also, well, yes, but also just on my phone. Mm. I think it's in the deleted, but it'll be there. No? Well, it'll be in oh, Discord. No. Oh, here we go, here we go. So the brand is Original Stash. Mm. And it's actually got a pretty sick logo that's like gold OS with a key in the middle. Shame. I, I wasn't looking at the picture on Discord. Oh, I see. I have a laptop. Um, the strain is OS Reserve, which is an Indica. I wanted an Indica Dominant Hybrid, but that was too much to ask, apparently. Um, 23.8% THC. So not as fun as that wedding cake I was mm. on last time. but uh, the How nice... much of it did you get, dang? Oh, well, she said ounce at the store, and my Canadian ass was like, I don't know how much that is. Sure, I'll buy it. And I it, it, it had a deal. Oh, yeah, and there was a deal, so it was on sale, too. I only paid, like, 100 bucks for it. I'm like, okay, what's it going to be? Like, 15 grams tops? But no, it was 28 grams. Which is tragic. Which is so much, but that's such a wicked deal, honestly. Truly. Um, okay, I'm obviously not smoking because I continue to carry life within me. Um, AKA, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Talking like an eyes to die. Yeah, I carry life within me. Yeah. Um, any impressions from your time smoking outside? Well, it was weird because my old neighbor and his grandkid were out in the yard. <laughs> oh, like the one we shared yeah. the thing with? Oh. Yeah, so that was awkward. Um, quietest two bongs I've ever smoked. Valid, valid. But it's a really nice day. It's disproportionately warm. or dis- It's incorrectly warm for December. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. This is what I was saying to your mom, is like at least... Since we're visiting them, we'll be guaranteed to snow for at least part of our winter vacation. True. But to make up for the shitty smoking, I have an Innocent Gun beer. Which, if you don't know, is like this dark-ass beer that gets brewed in, or aged in, uh, whiskey barrels. And it's fucking delicious, and I'm just gonna sit here. You're not even gonna hear me on the episode, because I'm just gonna be sitting here. That's a lie. You have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of feelings. I always have a lot of feelings all the time. That's true. You're a very emotional person. Oh, man. My mom referred to you as calm, though. Well, now, that's I a forgot compliment. to tell you about oh, that. Oh, wow. Thought. That's delightful. Yeah. Um, okay. She thinks you'll be good in the labor process. Mm. I hope so for you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, she'll be there as backup. And I have a candy cane because I'm nauseous and peppermint helps with that. Fuck yeah. So what are we here to talk about? We are here to talk about... Episode 5 of The Wheel of Time on Prime, which means I can now close my laptop. Nice. Okay. 
but yeah, the episode that came out recently, the like most recent episode. Yeah, not for y'all, but you know, for us. <laughs> True. Um, so we, like decent people, watch it on Friday instead of when it comes out on Thursday night, because like. We have to get up at adult times, unlike some yeah, heathens. I'm a, t- I'm a teacher. I have to go to bed so early. I have to be, like, in bed at, like, 9.30 p.m. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Not on a day I also work out and have to shower and shit. Fuck that. All right. But, so, but, we, but we watched it. Episode 5. We watched it. Do we want to start with some overall thoughts and then get into specifics, or? Yeah. I, I've got a big one to lead with. Yeah. Which is going to come up, I think, a lot in... Mm-hmm. my comments overall but i'm yes. just gonna state it my thesis outright mm-hmm. is essentially that this was probably the best episode yes mm-hmm. so far agreed i like a lot more of the character interactions mm-hmm. those are getting stronger and the individual scenes back to back no longer feel so forced yeah. and unnatural parent actually had character development which is great there were, i didn't yeah. notice any awkward transitions between the no no exactly much. But liking all the individual pieces doesn't mean I necessarily like the overall picture it makes. Mm -hmm. And I'm still finding that I'm not getting into the story as an overarching thing. I'm getting into seeing these people interact and do things. Minute and a half long segments where something emotional happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same thing. For sure. Anyway, that's. I did find myself pretty invested in the episode. Like at one point, you paused it partway through. um, And you got whiplash. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, we're only halfway. I thought we were, like, close to done. But I was, like, invested in it, mm-hmm. and I was having a good time, so I was quite happy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this was the best episode so far, except for one glaring issue with some... Um, things. Some some <laughs> very large thing. <laughs> um, so some, some costume and... Yeah, physical and... effects and CGI with... Um, <sighs> With uh, Dang's favorite character in the entire series. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Because, like, um, we'll go chronologically. Because that's how the notes are. So starting with then the funeral, like the... Yeah. So the burying the of all the people um, that were killed in the battle and things. And then we see Nanae fiddling with her braid, not tuggling on it. Oh, no, but she was fidgeting with it. And I mm-hmm. was like, fuck yes, I've been waiting. Dang lived. It I have wonderful. been waiting for this. Oh. We pointed out that there was nobody save fucking the warder. Um, like, where's Morel? Yeah. But, <laughs> but that came up later in the episode that apparently Alana was trying. So, like, fair enough. <laughs> she, she's trying to be his rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally thought that the ring going to the warder was nice. Um, but I thought he was just going to get to keep it instead of having to take it to the tower and shit. So, and then like, they melt it down. And then they smelted it. It would have been nice for him, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Loghain's soldiers were wearing red. So I saw men in red getting buried. And I was <laughs> like, are they, are they fucking implying that there's warders for the red Aja? And then Deng was like, I'm pretty sure those are Loghain's soldiers. And I'm like, oh. Geldenians? Yeah. Well, Geldenians or and Dragonsworn. Dragonsworn. From all over. Um, okay, was, was Dragonsworn what the fandom named itself for a while? Did that happen? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Um, Th- these days I can't remember what's like. They do a lot of things that are cringe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've been high for so much of interacting with the Twitter, Twitter of time, time and shit that like I don't remember 
things mm-hmm. that are real mm-hmm. or if it was just something I, I constructed while smoking. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. All right. Okay. So during this grave burial scene, Dang, Dang had a moment. Okay, so. You might have noticed that it was the best music in the show so far. Right, okay. The music has kind of been really hardcore schmeth. Mm-hmm. Kind of very schmeth this whole mm-hmm. time. Not really hitting the right vibe, not being terrible. Not being consistent in the vibe that it was giving. But then over top of this really somber kind of orchestral bit, you hear those high piercing vocals just like searing out. And I was like, holy fuck. We're going to have to strategically pick what credit song we do for this as a good example of that type of vocal. It's going to have to be Tori Helheim. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or um, it just starts with that. I heard that instantly and I went back and I played it again and I was like, damn, that sounds like Mirker. <laughs> that sounds like someone culling, you know, like yeah. sweet, uh, Danish cattle herding sounds. Mm-hmm. And, and was, he was right. And I was right, okay? Because Shame was like... Yo, that does kind of sound like that. I guess they got someone to do the same thing. Because I I was like, there's no way that Mirka would deign to be in this TV show. She's too excellent. (laughs) No, I know, right? And then I Googled it last night for like 15 minutes and couldn't find any info. And then then this morning on Instagram. We we go on Instagram and she made a post about being part of the music for the episode last night. I was like, I fucking knew it! Yeah, you had a great time. I lost my mind. He Um, did. For a little context, because I'm assuming most people won't know. Mm -hmm. Mirka is a Danish musician... um, she basically does like... You might best know her as Jenna in the Lonely Islands um, Captain Jack, <laughs> Jack Sparrow, Sparrow song. song. Yeah, she, she she does have an acting role with the Lonely Island, but she's like... And a, Michael Bolton. And Michael Bolton. <laughs> she's met Michael Bolton. Um, no, so it's a one-woman band from uh, Denmark that does like half black metal, half folk music. It's it, fucking excellent. It's gothy, it's ethereal, it's raw. Best album of 2020. You can listen to her December 2020 <laughs> ranting and raving if you want to hear more about it. But yeah, she's she's kind of been my favorite artist for like two-ish or more years now. Yeah. Um, and I heard it on the episode. I was like, damn, that's Mirker. And then I saw it this morning and I was right. It was. It was the best music in the whole show. It was. And I was just a happy little boy. And dang, <laughs> like to give context... For how much Dang loves Mirker. Obviously, Spotify rap just came out. Mm. And Dang was in the top 0.001% of her Spotify listeners for this year. She, I spent 60,000 minutes listening to Mirker last year, he which did. accounts for about half of my Spotify time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so excited. Yeah. I'm still I'm still so hype on the music because it's just it's perfect over that like yeah. really subdued, quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives the scene, exact you know? right vibe. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, peak peak music so far. Yeah, I would love to see them keep doing more features too. Mm-hmm. I because like if we think about something like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Yeah, lots of the features like with Enya or mm-hmm. Annie Lennox or James Galway mm-hmm. or Billy Boyd for that matter mm-hmm. are absolutely the best parts. Yes, absolutely. Right, and. I think that was fairly true for um, the Game of Thrones soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. Like when they had the vocalist come in and do the Reigns of Castamir. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, they yeah. had that punk band come in and do the Bear and the Maiden Fair. Yeah. And it's just like these elements of something different in there mm-hmm. that really stand out. Yeah, absolutely. And anyway, loved that choice. Yeah. A great thing I can gush about from the episode. And then, and then we skipped a month. <laughs> <laughs> 
and we were all like, um, what? Say, say who now? Say, uh, I'm like, okay, this is how they're fitting it all into eight episodes, I suppose. We're skipping a month. Sure. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> so we, we basically get to see none of the character development that happens across the... Mm-hmm. That, any of them. A- any of th- any of those plot lines, which is disappointing because then they just kind of have to Im- imply it when they get to Tarvalon. Yeah. They're like, yeah, this happened. And we're like, did it though? Yeah. It might have happened for you, but it didn't happen for us. And, and so, also, I don't think it happened for you. <laughs> and, and so you just arrive without any idea what's happened in that month. Mm-hmm. And it feels, it's jarring. Mm-hmm. And Very also, whiplash feeling. Also, I think for the script and the plot, it was kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. They could have just been like, one week later, two weeks later. Mm-hmm. They've given no visual representation about how big the Westlands are. Yeah. We don't need to know how long it took them to get to Tarvalon. Mm-hmm. We could have just been like, okay. Short scenes in between. Short scenes, like, yeah. They, they could have told us any length of time. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have changed the rest of the episode. Does that make sense? Yeah. Fair enough, fair so enough. It, it, I don't think it had to be as jarring as a month. I feel like the month might be trying to keep the breadth of the world in mind, considering that later seasons we're going to have to get into more places and do more things. We... So you don't want to be changing the map. Yeah. But I think what could have been done is, like, smaller time skips with small scenes showing things that were happening. Okay. And then eventually. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, that might have been very skip, skip, skip feeling. Something that kind of gets me about that, though, is that I feel like they already have done time skips. Mm-hmm. Like, it took them no time to leave the two rivers. Yeah. Right? We missed that whole... But that's just because they changed that. Yeah. They made them leave immediately rather than taking that time. No, I'm thinking like getting chased by a drag car going through different oh. towns through the night yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. That all got skipped. It was just like, okay, boom, they're out of the two rivers. Mm. So they could have just been like, ah, boom, they're at Tarvalon. And I think it just would have been disingenuous to not have, ha- or to have still done the thing but not had a month later. Yeah. Because then it's just like, well, what the fuck? Fair enough. In that case, I feel like it was just going to be that either way. Yeah. Because, is... well, the other thing would have been, like, they had that huge fucking battle with all of Loghain's people. Mm-hmm. And then, to imply they were right beside Tarvalon anyways. No, yeah. I, I see with, what you mean. And got no backup for any of that. Yeah. That would have been another issue. Okay, fair enough. But I just, I just found that the month was jarring, and I didn't enjoy it. Um, So, we learned that the warder's still alive somehow. In spite of nobody save fucking him. Um, but it's apparently because his only goal is to deliver this ring, as we later learn. Uh, Matt, shockingly, looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is a grumpy bitch. Shockingly. And it just feels a little like... I feel like there was no transition to Matt being... Yeah, from bitchy. normal thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just he got the dagger, was bitchy. Mm-hmm. Boom. And it And part of that was the month skip too. Part of that was the month skip too. So it feels like he's doing this for no reason almost. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sure that in the next episode we'll find out all about the dagger. Because like 
that doesn't make sense otherwise to, to have it take any longer. Yeah, and uh, and they're in Tarvalon anyway, and Swan is coming back, so yeah, I'm sure she's just going to cure him in the next episode or so. Quite probably. Um, so what the fuck have Rand and Matt been doing for a month? So, like, how have they been surviving? How have they been making, or having food to eat? Presumably making money for the inn that they're about to stay in. Who were those people they were joined up with and walking with mm-hmm. for so long? Like, No background, no context, I just think it was silly we never get any of the homoerotic bromance truly where they're which, like cuddling under hedges yeah and being close and nice mm-hmm. and it's just like they walked rand was cute matt was a bitch they played the flute <laughs> matt <laughs> juggled <laughs> didn't play the harp didn't play that no played tom's guitar instead <laughs> oh, um so Rand's like, I think I've seen that mountain before. And we're like, no shit, buddy, you were born on it. <laughs> you are that mountain, Rand. I don't know how to explain it any better. You are the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> the mountain is one with you and you are one with the mountain. You looked in a big ass mirror and you were like, that looks familiar. <laughs> no shit. Past life. Um, they use blood and ashes. Well, they're finally starting to get some of the little bits that make you fall in love with the characters Mm -hmm. and really immerse you in the world we're getting the the blood and ashes we're getting the braid tugging yeah the blood and ashes thing is like yes i greatly prefer that to them saying shit yes it it felt weird when they swore i didn't like it no it like it It was like we have alternatives thank you and it's part of the character of the books if that makes sense part of the character of the books and it's part of the development of the world yeah it's showing that it's different than the world that we are from yeah. their swears are different because there's different things that matter to them they're not going to say jesus christ because that's rand okay i'm going to get into this in a fantasy bonus at some point mm. but this is a huge fucking problem i have with the witcher books actually <laughs> oh yeah is basically oh god andre sapkowski or, or the, the polish guy who wrote them mm-hmm wrote them with, like, different cultures have very specifically recognizable from Europe names and places and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, there are just some people who have French names, like Louis de Poupou. Yaskier. Yaskier, yeah. Um, And then there's some who have, like, German names. It's like Baron von Ribbentrop. And, And then they have, like, French and Italian and... Uh, Spanish phrases like ah quesera sera and you're like are you sure about that mm-hmm. you're from Rivia why are you why are your names all Latin and your swears all tabernacle like yeah. this <laughs> doesn't make sense and it's super jarring and takes you out of the world mm-hmm. you're like I'm not in Quebec no exactly and so I don't know I feel like they shouldn't take things away like that Mm-hmm. Because, because it's part of the world building. And you can t- and when it's bad, it's bad. I, mm-hmm. I just <laughs> Yep, no, absolutely. Um I shouldn't be going like that's that's an English idiom actually. Or, yeah. Or that's a the uh, uh, fucking pro- French wives tale proper. Especially when an alternative has been supplied in the source material and you're choosing mm-hmm. not to use it. Like that's just that's just bad decisions. Mm-hmm. That doesn't add anything. Uh-huh. That just takes away. Yeah. Exactly. Which, which, again, that's what we're trying to assess, is what changes were worth it. Mm-hmm. Which changes improve the story. Yeah. Anyway. Um, 
random out walking to Tarvalon and get free food, which like party. <laughs> I'm sure that's been fun. Um, uh, we can talk about Tarvalon briefly, maybe. Oh yeah, because like, we get to see the city. Yeah. Uh, the White Tower sucks. It does. We <laughs> talked about this when we first saw it. The White Tower sucks. It's not a tower. It's a very tall dome. And it, it looks like... Why is it round? <laughs> Why is it just like a building with a tower on it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense? Should it not just be... I don't know, man. I, I hate big base interpretations of the tower. Mm-hmm. And it looks like... And, like, if you're going to have the big base thing, the tower needs to be way taller so that it... It doesn't like, you look can, stupid. You can see the tower for miles around. That's canonical. Yeah. Like... And they try ugh. to give us that, but it, it doesn't work. It, no. The whole city kind of looks like uh, Naboo from no. Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And I mean that in a bad way. Derogatory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looks like Naboo. Derogatory. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't a fan of Tarvalon either. It, it didn't hit. Um, we get into this a little bit later. I did find that the interior of the White Tower looks significantly better than the exterior. Vastly of better, the White yes. Tower. Yeah. Um, I think the big way, or big thing with how they've designed the White Tower, you don't get the breadth of how fucking huge it is. No. Because, like, the White Tower has all these, like, it's a massive fucking tower surrounded by these separate buildings in this big, large, you know, basish, they're basey kind of thing. Yeah. Has all these separate buildings, has these complete grounds, warders' quarters, like I said, different fucking buildings all on those grounds, and you don't get the size of that at all mm-hmm. because they've kind of compressed the entire city of Tarvalon to be smaller than it, it actually yes. is. It, it feels more like one big, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like a mountain that has had a city built on it. Almost. Yes, 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 and big thing I find with that and not getting kind of the breadth of the tower is you're not going to get how empty it is now mm-hmm. in comparison to what it used to be when it was first made. I see what you're saying. Those sorts of things. Is there an issue with sound? No, I, uh, it, it's just a weird reading, but it's because I have the cord sitting on the floor. Mm. Ah. So it was fair. buzzing, that's all. Ah, I But see. It's, it's not recording, it's fine. Okay, cool. Um. Uh, oh, oh, Yeah, oh. so how did they get the money for the inn? Sorry, I have to go back. I had one more thought about Tarvalon. Uh-huh. Party. The island itself does not look nearly vulva-y enough. Yes. Um, I, I wanted it to look like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting with a white Isengard on it, and <laughs> that didn't happen, and I'm fucking disappointed. Like, give me the vagina island. I just, please. Anyway. What do anyway. you have against vaginas, Rafe? Yeah. This, it's funny because this... you gay. <laughs> I was just gonna make a joke about the show being misogynistic, but like <laughs> that's way funnier. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Thank you. Um, we can make these jokes. It's fine. We're queer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So how the fuck do they have money for the inn when it costs more than a month at the Wine Spring Inn? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what have they been doing to presumably make money as they walk around? Has Rand been hunting was- and supplying food to others? Like. I, I needed if... the backstory for how this happened in the month that they were gone. Because, like, they had no fucking money. They're from a small farm. I wonder if that was a way they were trying to show that that must have happened. But but that's weak if they did. Like, mm-hmm. That's weak as fuck. Th- that's that, fake as fuck dot com. That, that's insufficient if that was the attempt. It's very clumsy if that's what they were attempting. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So I hope it's not. Yes. Um, 
Again, I thought the ex- interior of the White Tower looked better than the exterior. Um, it, it looked way more like Zelda castle which which was kind of satisfying. Mm-hmm. You know? I liked the warder statues and shit. That was fun. It was pretty cool. That was kind of the only part of the inside of the White Tower we saw, but, you know, <laughs> other than the warder quarters, but alas. Um, I, it didn't feel like towery inside if that makes sense the ceilings weren't tall enough the ceilings weren't tall enough i found like the rooms should have been a little more trapezoidal if that makes sense yeah to be along the mm-hmm. outer walls and stuff and mm-hmm. shit like that um curved hallways would have been nice to see mm. curved staircases if they yeah. could but instead it just feels like being in any old castle mm-hmm. so it looks good maybe feels slightly wrong in my mm-hmm. opinion absolutely so we flipped parent and Egwene. Uh, Perrin has Tinker-style dreads now to show the passage of time. <laughs> it was a lot of hair growth in a month. Ew. Mm-hmm. Truly. Um, but especially when your hair is pretty short to start with. Yeah. It's noticeable. Um, I love the Tinkers. I think the Tinkers, they've done a wonderful job with them. They are such a great representation of what the Tinkers are. How they behave. Like, the way they are all dressed is great. I like their wagons. I think they have done a fucking wonderful job with the Tinkers. Something I meant to mention in our previous episode, the one mm. on episode four, mm-hmm. um, but I'll just say it now. Isla's speech to Perrin about... Her daughter. The, the reason I follow the way of the leaf and the reason Vengeance. I try and change the world mm-hmm. is because I hope when my daughter gets reborn, mm-hmm. she will be able to have a life she couldn't have with me. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. That's beautiful and inspiring and hopeful and makes me want to cry. Like, mm-hmm. that was wonderful. That it was, was a such a nice moment. moment. All of the Tinker stuff has been great. Um, the most necessary change they made in the entire adaptation. Mm-hmm. Irish Aram. Uh, <laughs> he's got the most wonderful voice, but he looks like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. <laughs> Uh, no, he doesn't. No, the, like the hair. He's got the... Yeah, I, I know the hair, but it doesn't mean he's a fucking white ginger. Yellow ginger. They're the Simpsons. Come on. <laughs> anyway, love Aram. I loved him trying to get Perrin and Egwene away. Yeah. Um. First, I have the backhand against Ela. Oh, that was vicious. I hate it. And I then them all, so hard. and then them all getting fucking beat by the white cloaks. Oh, I fucking hated that. But but it was really nice to get to see the Tinkers linking arms. And yeah, stuff. like that'll feel nice when it happens again in the two rivers. Yes, I think, I think that's oh, a nice setup. Yes, 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 yes. You get the tingly like. Please don't take away the two rivers things. I beg you, please <laughs> don't do it. Please, please don't do it. Um. But yeah, it was wonderful. I love the Tinkers. I think they were fucking great. Yeah, I did love how much Aram tried to get them away, and he tried so hard to do it. Between that moment and the fact that they've taken out the Aram Exeguane plotline, yeah, I think he's much more likable. Yep. I think I'm gonna care way more when he goes bad in the end mm-hmm. because I'll be like, oh no, we actually had sweet baby Aram for a yeah. while. I like Perrin and Aram being friends from the beginning instead of having this weird thing where Aram's like competing with Perrin for Egwene, even though Perrin doesn't want Egwene. Yes. That was silly. I like them just being buddies and bros. I think it's going to make more sense for when Aram does go over and start wielding a sword uh, and things like that. Also, his mom's already dead. Oh, that's true. So what's going to happen to make him? I think Isla's going to die. I I think they've just condensed that character down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, or maybe a rain. 
Because then she mm-hmm. has a thing where, like, he picks up the sword and she, like, turns her back on him forever. Oh, yeah. I, we, we've developed her character a lot more, so I hope that it's her that stays alive to do that, especially because it is her that does that in the actual book. That, that would just make but sense. But maybe Rain dies. Or something. Yeah. Or he gets married and they kill his wife because that would be on par for this show. It's just, we're killing wives up in here. We're killing wives for male trauma. <laughs> Y'all gonna make me kill my wife. Up, up in here, here. Up, up in here. here. Um, <laughs> dark. <laughs> For legal reasons, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, Tinker's awesome. The way they've done the White Cloaks so far, oh my gosh. Very compelling. Very compelling. You hate them. You do not want to date them. Um, <laughs> I will say there's something a little bit Hunger Games movies about their outfits to yes, me. Yes, I get And that. I don't love that aspect. Mm-hmm. Evan Valdo with no sleeves is weird. It's weird. It's weird. It, it feels like he's going to bribe Katniss or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I su- super get that. Super get that. But but they've hit the right everything else about the White Cloaks. So. Yes. Like, the vibes are correct. So Absolutely. I, I try not to complain as much when it's just like, this doesn't look like what I imagined. But sometimes it's just... Maybe not right. It doesn't hit the right vibes. Cough, and cough, I, Tarvalon. Yeah, yeah. And that's um, a big thing. Okay, so we jump from that to Rand and Matt. And Rand goes to the library. And we're going to have a lot to say here. Um, so the first thing I want to say, we obviously meet Loyal. And I would like to say, before we get into anything else, I think the actor who played Loyal did an amazing, phenomenal job. His oh. voice was amazing. His he voice did, was perfect. It was perfect. The voice was so dead on. The mannerisms were spot on. Everything that the actor did was yeah. fucking phenomenal. I desperately need an audiobook of him reading the travel, uh, the travels of Jane Firestrap. Oh, that would be know. excellent. The, that oh, it'd be yeah. Oh, so good, so good. Anyway, yeah. continue. So with that said, the actor did a phenomenal job with Loyal. Where the fault lies is with whoever is in charge of physical effects and CGI. And character design. And character design. Loyal looks like fucking shit. He looks like a piece of shit. Loyal looks fucking terrible. He looks like a joke. Like He I, looks like a joke. Number one, why is he so short? Like, I, that, that's such... Okay, like, Lord of the Rings fucking did it in the late 1900s. 90s. Like, you can very easily... Make sets that make people look large and small. They have done it for fucking years. That was a fundamental thing about how they filmed Lord of the Rings. And the technology has been around for over 20 years. And the fact that they didn't use that to give him the proper size is size is just fucking lazy. It's even older than that, though. I'm pretty yeah. sure that in some form, that sort of forced perspective trick yeah. has been used. They since... combined a lot of different strategies. Is yes, more so did. what I'm thinking. Yes. But, like, there's been strategies for this since the development of video cameras and to just say well we're not going to do it because it's too hard you're fucking amazon and i know you're getting 10 million dollars per episode to produce this that's fucking lazy and it's not a fucking excuse this was garbage and i'm mad at you for it he he looks he looks like something that george lucas added to the special edition dvds (laughs) of the original star wars trilogy 
It's, Do you know, like, yeah, just yeah, yeah, an yeah. ugly fucking space alien shitty it, design. It looks so bad. And, like, like I said, I'm I'm genuinely mad about the fact that he's barely taller than Rand because it, would ha- it wouldn't have been hard to make him the correct fucking size. And it would have added to the world building. It would have added to the fact that there are different species. It would have added to the fact that he gets mistaken for being a Trolloc when he fucking yeah. first shows up in places. It would have added a lot, but... They just chose not to include it because literally the only reason I can potentially give is that they were fucking lazy and were like, eh, it's not worth it. When, like, it is worth it. It's worth it to do those small world building things because that creates the world. It immerses you in the world. And that's what makes the Wheel of Time so special. So it's really, really upsetting and sad for them to just choose not to include that because they're like, well, it's not worth the effort. It's like, well, it is. Okay. And so the Wheel of Time personally to me doesn't necessarily maybe count as one of the very best mm-hmm. fantasy series of all time for sure it, it's good right but it's very clearly got one of the most energetic mm-hmm. vocal and attached fan bases yes do you know what i mean yes it is a huge hit mm-hmm. and a loud hit among the people who like it yes Obviously, there's something that works in those books, right? Mm-hmm. Something appeals to a lot of fucking people. Yeah. It's really, really disingenuous, I think, some of the ways in which they think, well, we're going to improve it by doing this. We're going to take something away from mm-hmm. the thing that people love. Yeah. And we're just going to gamble that it's somehow going to make more people yeah. love it just because. Why? I don't fucking know. It's not clear sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just... Uh... So Dang's currently looking through a number of books trying to find a description of what uh, Loyal and the Ogier look like. Yeah, yeah. The companion doesn't have a physical description of them aside from being non-human giants, it would seem. Yeah. Giants! Keyword. Yeah, really though. But like they have the ears with tufts of hair coming out of it. and I didn't really see that. I didn't notice Loyal's ears in the slightest, actually, because it was all just covered with hair. And, like, why is his skin that color? And all those sorts of things. Like, it's... It's just silly. Okay, so I do here in the Big Book of Bad Art, the world of Robert Jordan's yes. Wheel of Time, have a physical description of Ogier okay. and a questionable picture. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um... Ogier resemble humans in general build and dress, but are a genetically separate species with long tufted ears and broad, vaguely snout-like noses. Mm-hmm. Much larger than humans, the men average 10 feet in height or better, with the women standing only slightly shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are also much longer lived. Okay, so let's just start with what we've got there. I like. I legitimately didn't notice his ears. His, his ears were in the hair. Yeah. And he didn't have a long snout-like nose. He had a flattened wide nose. Like, well, like a snout-like nose is a little bit wide, but... Um, yeah, but a snout-like would also come out from the face. Yeah, that's fair. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Instead yeah, yeah, of yeah. being... It can be wide, but, but it yeah. shouldn't be squished. I'm looking at pictures of him. You legitimately cannot see his ears at all. And here's the picture I've... Here's the picture I've got in this. Yeah. Which is Schmeh. The Big Book of Bad Art. The Big Book of Bad Art. I've got one from Ariel Burgess. Okay, let's see it. Just gotta... 
That's got long tufted ears. Yeah. It should be some Jack and Daxter shit. Yeah. It should be some furry Ears ass should be shit. like at least as tall as the top of their head, you know? Yeah, it's... and visible under their hair. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um we're we overall like there's there's not much more we can say. We are just genuinely very disappointed with Loyal and the way they have chosen to represent him. But again, that is in no way the actor's fault. We think the actor did a wonderful job in displaying both his mannerisms and his voice. Very happy with the actor. He but, can stay. They just Yeah. <laughs> quite frankly, for season two, I hope they completely redo the way that Loyal looks. Well, they're redoing the way Matt looks. Yeah. Well, uh, and fucking Honestly, we do the Trollocs too. <laughs> Trollocs I can live with, you know. Uh, I like, can't. you're pickier than forever. I am. I know, um, but like, if I can take loyal or the Trollocs, I'll take the fucking loyal. Y- yes, yes. And like, honestly, fucking go back and redo the episode or the season one episodes and replace him with the better version. Like, honestly, everyone will be happier. It wouldn't even be that hard because he visually wasn't in that many moments either. So far. So far, yeah. He'll be in more as we go on. Hopefully. That's true. Um, we get Rand Aiel hint number two from Loyal, <laughs> where he's like, ah, oh, an Aielman who insists she's not an Aielman. And I'm like, oh, that's so Loyal. Yeah, yeah, that's right out of the book. That's lovely. I, that yeah. was great. And we're like, oh, ho, Rand, you've seen that mountain before. Rand, you You're look an like Aiel. an Aielman. Huh. Wonder what's going on here, buddy boy. <laughs> so we're finally getting his identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um... Rand and Matt go to look at Loghain as he gets pulled through the city. Oh, and, and there's that incredible scene that just cuts back and forth between Loghain's laughing face, Matt's scowling face, Loghain's laughing face, yeah. Matt's scowling face. The best part of that scene for me is knowing that Loghain is actually looking at and laughing at Rand. It's going to be a little disappointing. If when Rand finds out he's the Dragon Reborn, mm-hmm. there's a scene where he like flashes back and resees a bunch of the things oh, yeah. he's done so far, yeah, with a slightly different perspective, so it shows yeah. it, like. Although Loghain <laughs> actually has the same um, talent as Swan, where he can see Tavirin, where he can see Tavirin, so it might have been that he was looking at the two True of Tavir. them. Yeah, okay, but I don't know if that talent survives being severed from the source. But I think it. Well, that's the thing is. In the books, he sees Rand in Camelin. He hasn't been fucking gentled yet. He's being oh, brought to Tarvalon yeah. to be gentled. So he sees Rand in the crowd and laughs at him then. Him being gentled, that doesn't necessarily make sense. That's true. Because I can't imagine. You, you get your talent from the power. like Yeah. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't have that if you. Yeah. You, you wouldn't have separated. that if you had been severed. And that that's the thing that I was thinking is I just had to remember. It's like, no, in the books, he hadn't been gentled yet. Whereas... Since we skipped Camelin. Yeah. It... <laughs> gentle. So, woohoo. Um, so there you go. You fuck something else up. <laughs> Made that non-canonical as shit. Um, yeah, so just we, we made a general note that we went to the White Tower before we went to Faldara since White Tower's replacing Camelin. So it's just, it's just a little bit odd. It's really, really weird to have them here before halfway through mm-hmm. the Great Hunt. Like... Which, like, sure, fine, whatever, like... But they didn't even go to the White Tower in the first book, so it's just like, oh, okay, sure, fine, whatever. It's a choice. It, it, it largely really doesn't change that much, aside from the fact that we're not going to see the Tracans. Yeah, which, like, like, we basically knew that going into this season, because Elaine didn't get cast until well after all the season one people got cast. Yeah. So she'll show up in season two, and, which and, makes sense, because that'll probably be when Egwene and Nynaeve start as novices. 
And it kind of doesn't matter all that much because, like, she does just drop out of the story for a decent chunk of time. She do, she do. So, eh. Yeah, it's whatever. Because, like, if you bring her in for, like, a cameo in season one, it's like what they had originally talked about with Tom. You get a way worse quality actor (laughs) because they're coming in for, like, five minutes and then they're gone for a year. Yeah. Um, Far be it from me. For me to complain about having less Elaine yeah. in the real time. <laughs> I'm not complaining at all. Uh, it's a great choice, Rafe. <laughs> Everything you're doing, I love it, baby. Mwah, keep it up. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about loyal. You can't say that. Um, yeah, well, he's keeping Elaine out of my life, so he's doing geez. great. Maybe he'll make Elaine not an- or Elaine not annoying. That would be a miraculous bit of writing. Truly. Um, I miss Min. I, oh, yeah. I wonder when she's going to show up. Because she did get cast. Like, Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. It's interesting. I wonder if she's in the White Tower somewhere. Um, okay. So we flash back to Perrin and Gwen after they got captured by White Cloaks. And we have a horrible scene of Egwene getting forcibly undressed and bathed while Valda walks up. And knowing who Emin Valda is, for all of us who have read the books and what he does to our girl Elaine's mom or gays, uh, that scared the shit out of me. I really thought that Egwene was just going to get fucking assaulted or sexually assaulted by Emin Valda. And that upset me deeply. Understandably, though. like, And I'm sure that was still quite traumatizing being fucking manhandled by a bunch of men undressed by them and fucking scoured and yet the scouring she got looked like my skin needs it like i want to get exfoliated violently right now like not by them not by them just generally like i I want those brushes bad i'm pretty sure they were like rocks oh i thought they were like Scrubby brushes with, like, a handle. I'm pretty sure some of them were, like, pumice stones. Which, like, ouch. I'll take that, too, honestly. I've been so itchy Ugh. lately. I-, I need a good cleanse of my Just skin. Just get a loofah. Jesus. <laughs> um. Okay. So then, then she's tied down to the thing. And Perrin gets strapped up to the thing. And Valda starts his initial interaction with them. <laughs> and... He's, like, all up in her business, and she's like, I can't channel, I can't. But then... (laughs) I can't. I can't. (laughs) Sorry. This is a normal episode, that would be the episode title. She went into a bathroom. Yeah, yeah, our dog just tried to get into the bathroom. Anyway, sorry. She's terrified of bathrooms, this is odd. They have their conversation, he's a big villain. He's a big villain, and then she eventually gets super fucking badass with it, and she's just like... Fucking do what you want, blah, 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 blah. It's not going to change anything, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, yeah, so great. <laughs> the strength. The, strength. the conviction. And then he, or like when he's got the knife to her throat and shit. She's like, do it then. Yeah. And it's <coughs> excellent. It's wonderful. And I'm like, the other, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> you go, baby. Play with our balance. Go. Yep. Um, and then he goes over and he does the worst possible thing he could have done, which ripped soft parents shirt and starts just like knifing the shit out of him gently and (laughs) gently like he's not stabbing him but he he's delicately cutting him and i don't like it um and we see perrin golden eyes (laughs) as he's getting you know physical scars to match the emotional scars yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) he's getting flagellated he's getting flagellated um Oh, and then... Do you think this is where he gets the complex that, like, makes him into Fael? Potentially. 
Maybe, huh? I'm just... I'm thinking about it. Anyway. Yeah. I think you'd have to go into more detail about how those specific things are related, because I'm not sure I'm following oh, your she, leap of she, logic. she cuts the shit out of his back all the time. Yeah, I think this is just going to replace that. <laughs> Fair enough. Because like, doing that over scar tissue? Very gross, yeah. Yeah, very gross. It's gross in the books, too, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, But yeah, just generally, poor parent. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that so much. The yellow eyes looked good as hell. They look so good. I'm so excited for him to have them all the time. Oh, it's going to look wicked. Yeah. I, do you think they're actually going to make him have them all the time? I though? hope so. I yeah. really do. Because like, it's supposed to be he interacts with the wolves meaningfully and then they never go away. Yeah. I really hope he keeps them forever kind of after this episode. Because that would be cool as shit. It would be cheaper for Amazon to turn them on and off as a visual representation of active Not wolfing. unless they just do contacts, though. That's fair. Okay. Like, eyes are, eyes are pretty chill, you know? We've had contacts for years. That's true. Um, But yeah, they've set up Valda's character very well. We hate him. Yes, and, and we hate him way earlier than Yeah, well, I don't think he's even been introduced at this point in the books. No, God, no. He doesn't no. come up until way later. No, we have different white cloaks to hate instead. Bornholden Bayar and... Yeah. And then we flip to Nanave and Moraine, and she's like, stay in this room. <laughs> this is safe for you. You cannot handle what is going to happen in this tower. And Nanave's like, mm, think I can. I'm probably cool. <laughs> um... <laughs> And wanders off to f- interact with the most sus Aes Sedai in the entire entire series, <laughs> Leandrin. Hooray, Leandrin. We don't hate her at all. Great. More Leandrin content. Woo. Um, I'm excited for Grendel to steal her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I then, forgot that's how that happens. Yeah, and then she gets made into um, a demone that can't channel, though. So Ooh. it's it's uh, it's kind of funny. She's got a funny ending to her character arc not that getting made into a slave is funny but there's some characters (laughs) that we hate and you know one of them's like elida and i i can't feel bad for them you know yeah they they deserved it at least in some respect leandrin's killed lots of people you know she she she, she's a serial killer if you will she is truly on on the dark one's behalf um Okay, I loved Loyal bringing in Nynaeve. Randall Thor, I found the woman you were looking for. Then he just starts fucking blabbering about it while they're like, Oh my god, Nynaeve, Matt's dying. And he's still chatting away. Nobody's listening to him at all. They are writing Loyal very well. Oh yes, they're doing a great job. He's very lovable in the way that he's supposed to be lovable Mm -hmm. already, which which is great. Like I said, the actor... Phenomenal job. No notes. No notes. No complaints. Physical effects and CGI team. We're going to fight in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Matt goes all fucking crazy. He's like, don't fucking touch me. And then he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> that knave would have still insisted to see your tongue, but okay. Um, <laughs> she's not nearly forceful enough. She's not nearly forceful enough. But... They go out and they talk out back and he's like, I think he's channeling. And she's like, well, we'll fucking deal with it. And we get the story about Nine or Gawain as a child. And I'm like, oh. Bone break fever. Bone break fever. I'm like, okay, Nynaeve. Gawain didn't do anything to herself. 
She she just survived, and then I think you you probably channeled my dear, yes. and you cured her because this was a thing we talked about with the first time you channeled was uh, having an instant where you were with a bunch of people and um, or with a specific patient, and she was going to die, and you really didn't want her to die, and you cured her. Mm-hmm. And miraculously was, miraculously i'm like wow this child's just a gwen now that's fine yeah and then you get sick yeah a little afterwards. while after and stuff like that's yeah maybe yeah they brought so, it up in a different way but it's there which is yeah, nice yeah it's nice seeing like the roots of things even if they're not including the full thing um and then of course we flip back to a gwen uh because we were talking about her so it makes sense to switch to her mm-hmm. good transitions um okay so a gwen being strapped to the chair in the white robe and then being like strong and badass as fuck and like the way she's talking to Perrin who's like confessing that he killed his wife and shit um it's giving me huge Omerlin seat being forced to be a novice energy mm-hmm. where it's like you can put me in whatever position you want but I'm still who I say I am fuck you yeah and I'm just like yes <laughs> I love you lit 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 as fuck.com um yeah Perrin finally confesses to somebody about Lila. It's only been a month and, like, a week. And he's like, I deserve this. And I'm like, there's the Perrin we know and love. It it finally came out. (laughs) After just basically not being addressed for three episodes. Yeah. It it was wonderful to see Perrin finally get some character development. Because he's been uh, neglected. It, It was just frustrating that it took that long, you know? Yes, absolutely was. For sure. It's a little bit like when someone doesn't do something basic and common sense, mm-hmm. and then they finally start doing it, and you're like... Well, thank you for finally being a decent human being. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I'm, I, I'd am i say I'm proud of you, but you should have been doing this before. Yeah, know? exactly. Like, it's like, oh, I don't want to give you a pat on the back for this, because this is basic shit. Yeah, yes, that's that's how I felt about the Lila confession. Yeah, for sure. Um, we get some cool shots of him like laying there as he's crying and stuff and his back is fucking bleeding and shit and it's like it it looks cool i like it um i I like this kind of take on the white cloak scene that Mm. we normally had with elias and we don't have now but like it's an interesting way to to view it and i think it works with the way they're kind of revamping the show like it gives it gives a lot of the same important shit it does it, it felt smaller than it did in the book. Yes. Which, which I think made it just seem a little less important. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because they shoved it into just part of one episode of a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, it's, it's what's going to happen is they're, they're going to they're gonna shallow things out and it's going to be a little less yeah, momentous. Yeah, but that's, that's really like... <laughs> they have to. They have to because they're trying to shove, you know, like you said, how many hours of reading into... Yeah, fucking it, eight hours of tv like yeah, there, there's it, gonna be things lost and it's like that is what it is it's maybe a tv adaptation wasn't necessarily the best, best way to do this but like whatever at the same time i would go so far as to say that there's lots of tv shows out there that spend dozens of episodes getting to the point mm-hmm. and taking forever to lay things out and set them up yeah and i'm gonna give a bunch of anime uh examples because they're ones i know but like Bleach, um, Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, they all spend hundreds of episodes setting things up and then doing the fight over like three episodes and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I think it might be a little bit different for an animated series. And, and I'm sh- 
I, I have to imagine that there's live action ver- uh, examples. Yeah. I can't think of any right now, but I'm going to brainstorm it. But no. like knowing that TV is a place that that can be done. Mm-hmm. It's a little sad when they don't stretch it out like they yeah. could. But y- you're, you're right. It's, it's less marketable. Mm-hmm. To have it all spread out rather than squished together. And that's it's the thing. It's just sad. But that's the huge thing is this is being made by fucking Amazon, the company that has no fucking soul. <laughs> yeah. It's designed to be as marketable as possible, as profitable as possible. Exactly. It's supposed it to be It doesn't a have cow. a soul. Y- yes. Like, it's so, from fucking Amazon. Yeah. So it just. Which is why, no, like when you tag me and shit on Twitter about like, oh, tag on your tweets with this. Little stink stink. I'm not gonna fucking do it because I'm not gonna go out there and fucking simp for Jeff Bezos. Fuck your ass. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't care if you're mad at me because you're fucking annoying. (laughs) You are completely right that, like, it's being made for money. Yeah. And that shows in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. It's being made to get people to subscribe to Amazon Prime. That's the purpose of the show. Yeah. And it's, it's just a little sad. It is a little sad because, like, the books have so much soul and character, and a lot of that is getting lost in translation to some degree, and that does suck, like, quite frankly. It, but, like, it's going to be what it's going to fucking be. It, it, it's, it's how it was going to be from the beginning, like. Yeah, and I don't, the, I don't get when people were like, well, it could be this, it could be this, blah, 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 and I'm like, well, I think maybe you're just uh, having a little, little high hopes there. Yeah. Because, again, it's fucking Amazon. It's Amazon. They're not your friend. It's entertainment content being produced in, you know, capitalism 2021. If you were their employee, they wouldn't let you go to the bathroom. (laughs) They're not your friend. And, yeah. Their food. It's just a little sad. Eat the rich. Um, I got off track. I I ranted about um, Amazon for too long. Uh, Okay. So, okay, wolves coming to save the day. Beautiful. It's, it's wonderful. I loved it. I I keep, um, anytime I see a wolf, I'm like, that the Beyonce meme, but I'm like, Hopper. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. I just, I want all the wolves to be Hopper. I'm so excited for him to actually like start talking to the wolves. I, I really do hope they keep in the, you know. The wolf dream. My name's Grey Wind. My name's Hopper. My name is Moon on the Rushes. And, like, and they can do that really well in TV because they send images in his brain. That's true. It is very visual. It's very visual. So it would be very well suited for TV. I, I'm very ready for that. So yeah. I hope they keep it. It would be nice. It would be very nice. But we'll see. Has <laughs> um, established. So. Um, okay. So then all that's happening. It's great. Uh, Egwene gives a good try with a fireball, but it's okay because she, like, melts her, her parents' fucking handcuffs instead and he breaks out of them and it's great. It's freaking wicked. Her so, channeling is so cool. It's so cool. And I thought it was going to be Perrin that was going to fucking, uh, fuck up Evan Valda, but it was not. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was Egwene who when just she stabbed stabbed, him. stabbed the shit out of him. Epic girl boss moment. We loved it. 10 out of 10. We stand. Go Egwene. We stand Egwene. Um, our Omerland. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Perrin Golden Eyes. I love Perrin Golden Eyes. It's great. It's great. Uh, flashback to the White Tower from the epic scene of epicness. Okay, is this the bro sleepover? Uh, not yet. Oh shit! There's so that first, much more. There's Leandrin talking to Moraine. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and I just told Leandrin not to be gay for Moraine because she's <laughs> too good for you. 
Um, we see Moraine talking with Alana in her room yes. and talking about Swan Sanchez coming back and it's like, you have lots of powerful enemies in this tower. I'm like, please, that's her, that's her girlfriend. That is her only friend. That is her only friend. That is her girlfriend. That is her pillow friend. They are so gay together as if they could be enemies. Please. That's just silly. Enemies in public. And then between the sheets, it, it's all forgiven. <laughs> they have a, they have a, a, a sea folk marriage arrangement yeah exactly exactly um okay we realized this before it happened but lan was drinking the tea and we're like that's the sleepy time that's tea. the sleepy time tea and Stefan's gonna go kill himself and then guess what <laughs> it was the sleepy time tea and Stefan went and killed himself yeah it, it was a little uh transparent it was a little transparent and it then the scene of lan running when it was like completely silent was a little strange yeah that that didn't show the intensity or the pain or the shock terribly well mm-hmm. i feel like dramatic sad music probably would have hit it a little better mm-hmm. um it's also completely unrealistic that he would have gut shot himself with the dagger because you take silly. you take well number one it was still in his gut so like he wouldn't have been bleeding that much no and unless it was like a sapuku thing but <laughs> How, but like it takes hours to bleed out from a gut wound and you're in the place with magical healing women who could walk in you at any time. And, and no one's going to notice that in the entirety of the night? No one. Like, like it's silly. So no, it doesn't make sense. He would have got him like slitherous or through the throat or through the throat right. or something like he would have done it in a way that was more instantaneous and could not be revived from. I will say for all of the faults we have with the way that was set up, I would say it was still emotionally effective. It was very emotionally effective. Even though you saw it coming and it was yeah. weird. It was still very sad. It was jarring and sad for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we questioned why outside the hall was a little interesting yeah. of a choice. It's like, okay, let's go to one of the most populated parts of the tower where there's most likely to be people. It's it's weird. <laughs> Choices. It's almost like they made one set <laughs> for the inside and the warders' quarters. Also, I don't know how I feel about that whole scene where he was just like, I don't know if I can take two cocks. Yeah. That, that was, was so weird. That, that, that was interesting. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have to catch. You can pitch, buddy. <laughs> like, no, nobody <laughs> says you have to sleep with them. Your comfort levels. You can say no. God's step. That's why he killed himself, because he decided he could not. <laughs> I can't be gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a choice. Yeah. It was awkward. He stabbed the gay away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Episode title, Stab the Gay Away. <laughs> well, except we do it for the actual thing. But yeah, episode title normally. Um, okay, so we switched to the funeral scene, which apparently there's some like cool cultural things that this is like the designated mourner and stuff so that's the role that lan was playing that ties into a bunch of different cultures which i thought was interesting when i read about it on twitter i wish i had saved the tweets so that i could have gone back to it um but i think it was like from lineage of the lion throne was talking about it okay so that's where to look for it i think um it was a compelling scene though it was a very compelling scene uh nynaeve was definitely very hot for lan as a very emotional man (laughs) who was in touch with his feelings um the first scream from Lan Deng was like, oh, that wasn't a very good scream. But they scaled, so we were happy with that. Yeah, once it had a little shape and motion yeah, and development, he, it was He better. built into it, and that's okay. But the that's tearing fine. at his shirt with the third one? At the very end was just, that, that was a little, little... Um, Too far. A little Corny. extra dramatic. Lan would not do that, you know? Yeah. 
land land stoic. And I know we've buried that out in the field out back, but like, <laughs> <laughs> we keep saying he's stoic, but then he's not being he's just not. stoic. But whatever, sure, fine. Um, but yeah, it it was a very emotional scene, and then we found that the shirt rip kind of took away from like it wasn't shirt rip, but like he, he pulled the two apart, sides yeah. apart. We found that that kind of took away from some of the seriousness of it. Yeah, it made it a little silly. It made it a little bit silly, which was not the best note to leave the episode on um, after that super mm-hmm. emotional scene. But overall, we think it we think it was a really good episode. Um, our main issue with it overall is the presentation of Loyal, um, I think. I'm still going to say that because they haven't spent any time developing the dark one yeah the dark one versus the creator you don't get the sealed in shayol yeah you get uh, the whole thing about the dragon reborn dragon reborn's important but yeah. oh they did spend some time on the forsaken a little bit which was nice to see but it was very fleeting and yeah. shallow so it it didn't do what it really needed to the do forsaken at you with the big old titties was definitely grendel so i'll die on that hill um but it was kind of fun looking at them and trying to guess who was who I find that even at this point, at the Camelin point in Eye of the World, mm-hmm. you get that there's some pretty cosmic level shit going on. Yeah. There, like, the fate of the world is somewhat in the balance here. You, and you, you don't know get that. that necessarily in the TV show. It doesn't have the world-saving urgency mm-hmm. that the entire series somehow manages to have, even with yeah. the slump. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're which, setting up for saving the world. Which which is just a little sad to me. Yeah. And it's why I say that even though I like the character interaction in individual scenes and the aesthetic in a lot of scenes, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like the story is happening or going yeah. anywhere. Yep, yep, yep. And and that's it's still my complaint. It's been my complaint from the beginning. It's still my complaint, and I wonder when it's gonna stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't set up the big bad well enough. Not at all. I think. Like we we have Trollocs, we have Fades, but we don't really understand what they're agents of what they're working for and that's just a little bit strange like i and like i'm pretty sure there's only three episodes left in this season right? there are yeah there's only eight episodes so like they've got to scale it up really fast or we're just not going to get that like i i'm very curious how somebody i would actually kind of love to have a guest on the show who's only ever seen the The, show show. yeah although guest episodes are so much work They're Uh, they're so hard to arrange but, like, it would be kind of fun to have a guest on the show who's only ever seen the TV show and hasn't read the books and kind yeah. of get what their thoughts are so far and ask some questions, like, about that. Do you feel like you understand who the main kind of villain is? And we've only seen flashes of Shamael. Yeah. So it's like, you don't even know what he is yet because Maureen hasn't talked about it in the dreams. Not whatsoever. And we don't have the thing in their dreams where they're, like, in the fucking stair place and hiding from him and stuff like that while he looks for them and that gives it a sense of urgency that we don't have yeah being chased in their dreams this whole time has also kind of been given up on at least a little bit it seems like yeah yeah yeah. so i don't know it's unless that was all happening in the month we didn't see but in which case doesn't count because we didn't see it so so maybe we can say like the tv production Mm-hmm. Or like the, the, the TV making is better, mm-hmm. but the storytelling hasn't improved greatly. Yeah, the oh, the episode to episode storytelling has gotten better, but mm. the overall kind of season arch, long, season long arch, seasons long. Yeah, the, the the show length of it, I'm still not feeling that uh, 
the sense of driving to somewhere. No. Which, okay. Cut. Which I'm hoping we start to get more of the dark one background now that we're in the White Tower where they know about all this stuff. That would be nice. Um, it, it a little bit feels to me like um, Stranger Things. Yeah. Where every season is just a very self-contained, oh, these people suddenly have something happen to them again. Mm-hmm. Which is and not it, the vibe from the actual book series for this. So it's like, it's weird that that part's missing because it's such yeah. a central tenant of the overall series. And and there's no overall plot arc, it feels like, for mm-hmm. that show. Yeah. And and that's the vibe I'm getting here. Yep. Anyway, yep. That, that's... Absolutely. We think it was a much better episode than a lot of them. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping that they kind of stay on this trend. Uh, let's pass the dog's dinner time. That's why she's yeah. staring at you. Like <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we've been going for over an hour, though. Oh, so. shit. We said a lot about this one episode. We, we, we said a lot. All right. We, we felt I'm, very I'm so not high or drunk anymore. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Weed of Time podcast, and we hope you tune in again soon. Please let us know any of your thoughts on today's episode on Twitter or Discord at the Weed of Time, and check out our Patreon for cool bonuses like our fantasy bonus series where Dang is about to talk about how much he loved Joe Abercrombie. Fuck yes! Oh, I've been so ready for this! He's gonna smoke first, though, so, like, calm. Um, (laughs) If you have a second to rate and review our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next time, remember that the weed weaves is the weed wills. And in my case, it doesn't. (laughs) Bye.
Så på ham og sukker 